Inside the scarred up heart Inside a raging storm The word is angered Cause Satan has declared a war I'll fight this battle, Lord Because you're worth fighting for I pledge my undying love to you Hello friends and welcome to today's program. What an awesome, awesome program we have for you today. We had a very, very special guest with us, Barbara Fairchild. And a lot of you have probably been down to Branson and seen Barbara Fairchild. And she is our guest today and we're going to play some of Barbara's music. And she's going to share her heart with us about her ministry, about her life, and about what God is doing with her right now. I got the opportunity to meet Barbara Fairchild at the ICGMA Awards Show recently. And ICGMA stands for International Country Gospel Music Association. And so... We're going to give you Barbara's phone number. You can give her a call, or you can write to her, or you can log on to her website. Barbara's phone number is 417-334-6400. Her P.O. Box is 2287 Branson, Missouri, 65616. And her website is barbarafairchild.com. So sit back, listen, enjoy today's program, and then do us a favor and share it with somebody. Pass it on. You will build. I'll fight this battle, Lord, because you're worth fighting for. I pledge my undying love to you. You died for me, though I led such a shameful life. All right, friends, we're going to get started with a great song from Barbara Fairchild and her husband, Roy, called We Want America Back. cases resemble war zones without even the basic right of any soldier the right to pray to the God of heaven our system has allowed drug addicted gun carrying teenagers to stay in school 
yet the Supreme Court expelled God from the classroom over 30 years ago. Something is wrong when our flag, that's been defended by millions of American soldiers, can be torn and burned in the streets like a useless rag. And television daily bombards the senses of our nation with the idea that wrong is right, that the abnormal is normal, that the ungodly is acceptable. And it's had its effect. 30 years ago, the number one television program was the Andy Griffith Show. Look what we have today. Something is wrong when our leaders can pass out contraceptives to children in school without their parents' consent. And yet the Gideons can no longer pass out a Bible on campus. Yes, something is wrong. And I, for one, am ready for a change. I'm ready to stand up and say, I'm not raising dogs in my house. I'm raising children. Created in the image and the likeness of Almighty God. I'm going to teach him the Bible and all the truths that's proclaimed within it. I'm going to teach him patriotism and all the principles that our forefathers founded this great nation on. For the only hope that America has, folks, is that men and women of character stand together as one mighty army and declare to the immoral, the impure, the obscene, and the foul that your days of unlimited access to the minds of America are over. The army of God has been silent too long. It's taking America back. special guest we have miss barbara fairchild with us man it's an honor to meet you barbara well thank you i'm happy to be on on the show today yeah well we're getting ready to send this cd out all across the country you're going to be talking to truck drivers and and waitresses and nurses and just they just go all over the place restaurants everyday folks like us i'm talking about everyday folks and and you're going to get to tell everybody about your church uh down in branson you are an awesome pastor by the way that message you (laughs) preached today man i tell you you about brought the house down you had everybody in there ready to shout and run well i'm going to tell you something years ago i read a scripture 
that said, open your mouth wide and I'll fill it. That's right. And my mouth's been wide open ever since. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to be sure that what comes out of it is what God wants to come out, well, you know. So it, it sure was this morning, I know well, that. You, it was very anointed. Thank you. You are a very anointed lady and a very gifted lady. And I just, uh, your music goes uh, back to when I was driving a truck on out of there on the road. Well, I'm glad to, I could help you go all those miles. You I'll sure tell did. You. And now you're going to help some other drivers out there because we send this to truck drivers all all across the country. Well, I, I want the folks that's listening, especially the truck drivers, to know that my daddy was a truck driver. Uh, his name was Ulys, mm -hmm. spelled U-L-Y-S. Now, it got spelled a lot of different ways, <laughs> but that was, and whether that was the, really the right spelling, on, only God knows because I'm not sure my grandparents knew. Yeah. Uh, but, and Daddy's CB handle was useless. Useless. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and he, you know, back when the CBs, uh, everybody started using them and uh, um that he that stuck with him and people would call him that you know yeah. so but he was really very useful uh -huh. I should have said but um I, I, and dad dad drove uh when we were just children I, I often say my daddy he would drive a truck to uh and then he would farm to stay home and then he'd go broke farming, mm -hmm. and he'd go back to driving the truck. Yeah. And then he also had a sawmill. He tried that till he went broke, and he yeah. went back to driving the truck. And uh, so he he was, and Dad was so friendly, never met a stranger, mm -hmm. and just everybody loved him, you know. Wow. And um, I was a daddy's girl. I was Daddy. the baby of the family. And I can remember uh, when we were little, we would always go through his truck when he'd come back in because, you know, those uh, – Pecan log uh, yeah. candy bars and yeah. stuff with that, oh, that whatever, that white gooey stuff yeah. was in the middle. And that, so he would always hide it in the truck and let us go out there and find <laughs> it. So it's great memories. Mm. And uh, and we do, we really appreciate uh, the folks that haul all the stuff that, across the nation and, yep. and lots of lots of fine people. And we appreciate the hard work they you, do. You talk about your daddy and his CB handle. I was driving when the CB radios first came out. So now we've lived long enough to remember when they came out. Yeah, <laughs> so you're talking back in the 70s. Well, yeah. Well, you know what? I, there's a good chance that I might have talked to your daddy out there on the radio. You might have. Or I'm sure you. we passed sometime during the night i would i would but he was kind of unforgettable so now <laughs> <laughs> hey i'll tell you what there's a lot of unforgettable truck drivers yeah out there, there are. and there's a lot of great drivers great people out there driving these trucks and i, I know your daddy was a great man and uh, is he still alive no he's he's with the lord now oh, well. and uh and i want uh want to, to also say a lot of times our uh the truckers like country music too. They do, and I appreciate all those years of, uh, that that they'd listen to my music and mm -hmm. stuff, and on the all night radio programs that the like Ralph Emery's and stuff. Yeah. And they play yeah. great country music, and and uh, my teddy bear song, right? Which I know you're going to share and, well, uh, with them, and uh, and I'm I'm grateful for God giving me the opportunity to have a, that record. Um, I record a lot of songs that I'm glad weren't hits because <laughs> after I met Jesus, he changed my song list quite a bit. Wow. And I, I thought, oh, my lens, I'm sure glad that thing didn't hit, you know, <laughs> where I had to sing it. But, um, and, and uh, you know, the Lord is, is just, he's the answer. He is. Uh, I, I grew up in church mm -hmm. as a child, but I really uh, met Jesus as my personal Savior in 1971. Wow. And um, he changed my life forever, yeah. and I'm, I'm so glad. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, the, the thing about it, we were created to know him. We, we were. were created for him. Right. And often people talk about there being a God-shaped hole in us, and only Jesus can fill, and that's the truth. And, and uh, I, I met people with lots of money, lots of fame, mm. and stuff that were empty. And when you, when you live for those things, you'll reach a place where you say this is not enough. Right. And there's there's still something missing. And I can just tell you, it's the Lord, because um, 
We were created for him. We were. You're exactly right. Boy, I'll tell you. Uh, you've got a church down in Branson. Well, I got a ministry. Oh, you got, um, a, you got we, an awesome church, too. Since, and I'll tell you a little story about that. Uh, in 1991, I went to Branson, and now I didn't move. I just worked at a show down there as a guest entertainer for three months. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I was signing autographs, and, you know, we'd always sign autographs after the show. And people came through my autograph line, and this happened to me three times. And they said, God is going to do something special here, and he wants you to be part of it. Wow. And these were different people. Yeah. But they said almost the same thing. And I said, well, I don't live here, and I'm not going to. And I had moved back to to Nashville, you know, uh, I think around 86 or 87. Well, um and I didn't want to move again, and so I sure wasn't thinking about living in Branson, Missouri. And and they would say, well, just wait and see what he does, you know. And I said, well, I mean, I belong to Jesus. He can do what he wants to with me when I'm here, but I'm not, I'm not going to live here. Well, and, uh, and I was uh, – Glenn Campbell was there. Yeah. Work, and he would uh, work, you know, a week or two at Roy Clark's uh, – theater back right. then and Glenn was across the street from where I was singing he's an Arkansas boy and I am too and so I w- uh, went over and seen him and I know it was on uh, I was there on Thanksgiving and this theater where I worked uh, there was an apartment in it and so I could cook and so I invited him and his whole crew over to, for Thanksgiving dinner I said wow. you like homemade yeah. Thanksgiving dinner got some ladies that I knew good Christian ladies that could cook and we fixed Thanksgiving dinner for all of them. Mm. And Glenn said, I want some cornbread. I like cornbread and milk. Now, that was something we had. <laughs> and so I said, I'll have that. And all of us just, it was just great, you know, having a visit with all of them. Mm. And um, so he had a jam session at the end of his uh particular run there mm-hmm. and he asked a lot of the entertainers that he knew it was his friends if we'd come over and sing a song or two and so there was two girls in the in the show there uh that worked with me and so we go over and we sung two or three songs whatever it was well mel tillis <laughs> and his wife were in the audience and mel sung something on the show that night and he was building mm-hmm. his own theater right. and uh he was going to make some changes in his show. And when I sung, he said to his wife, uh, I, I learned this later, and that, well, I hadn't thought of Barbara. Well, they called and offered me the job for the next year mm. in January. And uh, there again, now, remember, I didn't want to move to Branson. But it was a good offer, yeah. and I'm not stupid. <laughs> so I said, um, well, okay, because I'm thinking I'll do it just for this, and we, it was going to be a contract one season at a time. So, so uh, I agreed to do it. Well, Mel's partner was a banker. Mm-hmm. I had I owned a house in uh, Tennessee, and I had to buy a house in <laughs> Branson because the thing boomed. You know, that's when it exploded. Mm-hmm. You couldn't find a place to live. Yeah. So, because his partner was a banker, I didn't have any trouble getting a loan. <laughs> and I figured if I just own this thing for a year, I'll rent it or sell it. Yeah. And that, so I ended up buying a house. Mm. And I kind of piecemealed stuff uh, to furnish it because yeah. I wasn't aimed to stay. You ought to have seen my furniture. It was <laughs> so ugly. Anyway, <laughs> and, and so, but I had an intercessory prayer group back home and uh so i thought well if i'm gonna live here for a year or so i'm gonna have me a prayer group i started meeting people uh, that god had brought to branson and heard over and over people say well god brought me here and i don't know why and uh so we started meeting and praying so we could try to figure out why we were there (laughs) and uh and i ended up uh there's a fellow named johnny minnick Johnny do you know Minnick. Johnny? Actually, I do know Johnny Minnick, and we happen to have a Johnny Minnick CD at Rig Ministries. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, I, you'll have to play <laughs> something from Johnny. Cause, and his, uh, uh, him and his wife were doing a service 
at the Willie Nelson Theater. There was a Willie Nelson mm -hmm. Theater there for one year. Well, look at that. Right there it is. My, Build an Ark by Johnny Mann. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that something? God's <laughs> in this interview. Yeah. He is in this interview He's leading us. <clears throat> Johnny's your pastor. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. That's Chaplain Daryl Spicer of Channel 21 Ministries, and he's the one that introduced me to uh, Johnny Minnick, See? James Payne, and... Uh, I, I know people in low places. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're all connected to someone in high places. So. That's right. That's right. But so, it was yeah. funny because uh, Johnny and Sherry were doing this service at Willie Nelson's Theater. And in August, he asked me to come over and be a guest. Mm. So uh, I sang, gave my testimony, and he said they'd had about 250 people saved, in, you know, through that service. And I said, well, are y'all going to the end of the year? And he said, no, because we have dates that we've had scheduled, uh, and in October we're leaving, we'll be gone. Well, when I was sitting back back in uh, stage here, I thought this don't seem right. This should end if people are coming to Christ like that. Amen. So we all go to lunch, yeah. and I told Johnny, "What if I finished out the year here now, not thinking that I would be the preacher?" <laughs> right? No, I did not you see myself. Sing, in, well, I just didn't see myself in that role. I could give my testimony and sing, yeah. you know. But there was a couple I knew, and I thought they might be good to do the preaching. Just a really sweet couple, and he and I didn't think he was too churchy mm -hmm. for this. I hear okay, you. I hear you. and so uh, well, Johnny and, and Sherry said, "Well, we we really been hating that we're going to leave and wondering what's going to happen." I said, "But that sounds like a great idea." Mm. So I said, "Well, I have to see about." The, at check with Mel because I'm under contract and this would be a different theater. So if he'll give me the green light to do it, okay, I'll do it. Well, I asked Mel and they said okay. So I called Johnny and say, okay, I can I can take the service. He said, can you start sooner? <laughs> and I said, well, how much sooner? And he said, well, first Sunday in September. Wow. Now remember, I was just there. It was close to the end of August when I was the guest. And uh and he said, because we got offered some dates for September, and we'll take them if, you're, if you can take the service. So um, I knew musicians and singers that I wanted to be part of it, and I, they kind of got stuck there on something that they moved there for, and it didn't happen. Uh, uh, but they were awesome people and loved the Lord. So I said, well, okay, I'll come up with something. The guy that I asked to be the preacher said, I can't commit to that right now because we just put our ministry under another ministry's covering and he's gone out of the country. Mm -hmm. I hope this is interesting to your people. This, I didn't think about how long this story <laughs> no, was. No, you keep going. Okay, so anyway, I said, well, and he said, I just don't think I can commit and I won't hear from him for 10 days. So I said, well, okay, just don't worry about it. God will do something. And then you can give me your answer later. So that's how I ended up being the preacher. I didn't even call myself a preacher. I was just talking. And and what what was amazing, now, in this, Johnny said their biggest crowds had been in the, like, 450 range. Mm -hmm. The theater seated 1,442 people. Um, I we passed out a few handbills just down there close where we were. I wouldn't let them put my name on the sign for a long time because I didn't want them to think they, I was promoting myself. Mm -hmm. um, and so we passed these few handbills out. And that Sunday, uh, that first Sunday in September, we had uh, 100 and, I mean, 735 people. Wow. Now, the, and an interesting thing happened because, and the, the anointing was there from the first to the last, and we had no clue what we were doing, <laughs> and the Lord showed up, and it was a wonderful oh, service. Oh, yeah. All right, so a friend of mine said, there's a couple that God has given something to them for you. They want to talk to you. Now, you remember the Jerry Lewis telethons? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, that happened, see, the Monday after that, the very next day. And it was chaos over there at Mel's Theater because he was 
he was the Branson connection, and you know how they'll go from L.A. to New York and all that. So they'd bounce to Branson. Mm -hmm. So all these entertainers was on this Jerry Lewis telephone. We had um, everybody's dressing rooms was being used by the guests that were coming. So the girls was using mine and uh, the backup singers of males. And... Uh, and these people, I, I tell Mel, what time will I be done? Huh. Well, he said, and we have to kind of be flexible, but uh, I was supposed to sing at 930. And so I got my hair all up. Somebody's done my hair, and I'm in an evening dress, and I got makeup for TV and all that. And it just keeps getting later. And I had told my friend, tell these people to meet me at my house at 11. I don't have their phone number, and I only live about five minutes from the theater. Well, it just keeps getting later and later, and and it's like two minutes to 11. Wow. And I said, Mel, I said, can I leave for a minute? <laughs> and he said, uh, uh, he said, yeah, but don't mess up your hair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so I get, uh, and my car is blocked in. The security guard down there, his car, I see it. I said, can I borrow your car to run to my house for five minutes? And he said, yes. And I said, do you have air conditioning? Well, the thing about this hair, he said, yes, if you roll down the windows and drive 100. Oh, wow. <laughs> he wasn't kidding. No, he wasn't kidding. So, so I said, well, I'll be right back. I go, here's these people standing in the driveway looking confused. I said, get in your car and follow me, and I'll explain later. So we go back. And I get there, and I still ain't on, which is good. We're sitting in the dressing room, and I said, now don't worry about who comes and goes here. They're going back there and changing. What does God want you to tell me? And I said, this is my dressing room, so we can get as loud as we need to or whatever. And they, they said, uh, God has chosen you to do this service because you walk in childlike faith. Amen. And you will let His Holy Spirit move, wow. and you won't get in the way. And um, they said, you will be criticized. People will say, who in the world does she think she is doing this? And he said, uh, they said, but you look, keep looking to Jesus. Don't look left or right. Don't worry about what anybody says. You just follow Jesus. And said, sometimes you're going to be planting, or sowing, sometimes you're going to be watering, sometimes you're going to be reaping, and most of the time you're not going to know the difference. Mm. And they said, and he is going to fill that theater. Everything they said happened. Mm. And so, and then they started praying in the Holy Ghost and all that, and so we had a wonderful time right there. And, uh, and it was funny because I thought those people were at the first service. They became friends of mine, and they they become intercessors and prayed, you know, for the ministry. Still, still friends, and the and I learned years later they weren't even there. Wow! So they wasn't even there to see what the Lord did in the first service. God just told them this. So the next Sunday we're trying to rehearse our little songs, and they intercom just you know back and said we gotta let the people in. And uh, I said, well, we just got a little more rehearsing here that we need to do on these songs. They said, I said, can't you just hold them in the lobby like you did last week? They said, no, because the lobby's full. And said, the cars are pouring down this hill, and we ain't got room for the people. We got to let them in. Every seat was full wow. the second Sunday. Mm. Mercy. And that's the way it was. And the anointing was there, and that's how I ended up being the preacher. Now, and it was that way for years. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we, we're doing the service now, Roy and I. It's, this is our 25th year. Wow. And, wow. And, it's, uh, and we don't have the numbers that we used to have back then, but it was that way for several years. And the, um, and I, but I believe this, and there's been a lot of changes mm -hmm. in Branson. Sure. And I believe we are going to have a great revival there. And uh, it looked like it would been then, you know, when all the people were coming. 
But God has timing that we don't have. You know, we've seen a lot of changes and stuff. But with I and I, I could not um, if I didn't live to see it. I still say it's going to happen. And and we need it. We need it in the world. And folks, that's listening. I'm telling you, if you don't have Jesus, you're missing why you were born. Because we are not complete Mm -hmm. as human beings without the God who made us. And uh, I've had success in my life. It's it's wonderful to have hit records. It's wonderful to get awards. And it's wonderful to know people that other people know. But nothing is more wonderful than knowing the one who knows us all. Amen. And... uh, and you, you can search high and low, do whatever it is that you want to do, but you will not find the joy and, and the completion that we have until you know God who made you. And I didn't know I was going to say all that, but he did. Amen. I could say that's a message from Amen. the Lord to you. And uh, just nobody like Jesus. Amen. And I... I, I Mm. And you was talking about the service this morning. Yeah. And uh, we think of him, I often say, he's more than a concrete statue mm-hmm. at the entrance of a cemetery. Yes. That's not who God is. And I, I was telling some folks at that, I said, do you realize who loves you? And, and for folks that listen and that maybe think nobody loves me because I meet people all the time who feel that way. But the one who loves you and me, all of us, is the one that created us. And that's when you walk outside at night and there's billions of stars and we don't even know the end of our universe. And you look up, the one who put those stars there is the one who loves you. In him we live and move and have our being. And a person that never acknowledges God, you're breathing because his breath is in you and that is the only reason. And when we think that we are in control, people don't surrender their hearts to God because they want to be in charge. They want to be in control. None of us are in control. Because all he has to do is take that breath out of you and they'll be singing at your funeral. And nobody is going to miss dying unless you're standing here when Jesus Christ comes again and splits the sky. And then if you know him, you will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. And I tell you, there is nothing you will ever see in this world that will even come close what you'll see when he comes and how wonderful and beautiful he is and he is I mean everything exists in him everything and so that's who's knocking at the door of your heart asking you to let him come in and show you how much he loves you and if if you think it's dull to be a Christian you're living your life as a Christian wrong and um, it's just amazing. He's amazing, and I could talk forever. He is I'm... amazing, Barbara. And, you know, uh, I talked about our CD ministry and what we do. And we have uh, people every week calling us and telling us that they prayed and asked Jesus Christ into their heart because of these CDs. And what I always do, I always put the sinner's prayer on every CD that we send out. I invite people to pray and ask Jesus Christ into their heart and I am amazed at how many people call me and they say I'm a Christian but I pray anyway with you every time you pray that prayer it just brings me closer to the Lord so Barbara what I'm going to ask you would you lead the people that are listening right now in a sinner's prayer and have them give their heart over to the Lord Jesus Christ 
Can I, you do that? I will. I want to just add one thing before I pray this prayer. You can. What I shared this want. morning is the fact that, uh, and and a friend of ours gave us a book that changed my life and it opened my the realization to me because it's. And if you've ever tried to walk and live the Christian life, then you probably will identify with this because we we think we cannot do it right. And and when we think that it's it's us being good enough, we are destined to be frustrated and it is an absolutely futile effort mm-hmm. on our part. Amen. And and we do it. We do it because we, we try to live we think we try to keep the commandments. We try to do what's right and all this, and, and we, then we fail at it. And I don't care who you are, we, are, we will fail some. And then the condemnation will come because we didn't do it right. You can't live the Christian life. Jesus has to live it through you. Amen. And, and we die to ourselves, and he lives in us, and he can live the Christian life in us because he is the life. Amen. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. That's what he said. And so I can save you a lot of heartache <laughs> if you're fixing to accept the Lord today. And you need to remember this. Then you just need to get acquainted with him and realize, Lord, I want you. This is, this is how it starts. I want to give my life to you. And I want you to live your life through me. And you you surrender that. And he, I'm telling you, he will walk with you through it. You're gonna you're you're living in a in a body of flesh, and and that is not where the success of this life is. It is in Christ, uh, giving you the born again life. Amen. That. Uh, that he has to offer, and you get you just get to know him. Get with some folks that love the Lord. Find you a church where they're loving and they understand, and you're a baby, and they'll help you. If they're a bunch of mean, honorary people, just say, I'll be back later after I know how to deal with you. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. God's kids are in all different stages. Yeah. had a friend that used to say, I always loved God, but I couldn't stand his kids. <laughs> so God help us. That's... And, we deserve that some of the time. But you get a hold of Jesus. Tell him you want to him to help you understand the scriptures. Don't start in Genesis. Go to John. Amen. And that's the best place to start. You quit in the middle of Genesis because you can't pronounce them names. Mm-hmm. But but So you just simply pray, Lord Jesus, I want you to come into my heart. My life does not work with me being in charge of it and I need your help and I want to know you because they say you love us and I want to find that out and I just open my heart to you because I need you and my life is empty the way I'm trying to live it I want it to be better and I know according to to what folks are telling me that I can't do this by myself but if I will give my life to you, you'll forgive me and you will take over and live in me and you'll walk with me just like I'm a, a newborn baby and you will nurture me and I will learn what I need to know about you, Jesus, because you will never leave me or forsake me. And I just ask in your name to save me today and let me start my new life. And I thank you that all my sins, Lord, will be covered and done away with as far as you're concerned and help me to always look and realize that you went to Calvary to take care of my sin problem, Lord. And you'll help me walk out in my life from here on. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. All right, Barbara, man, I'll tell you, that was Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, we love your music, and we love your preaching, and you've got a church down at Branson. We need to tell people where this church is in Branson, because there's a lot of people going on vacation, and right. they can come to Branson, and they can come to your church. Well, let me tell you what. I don't have a church. I told you that, but I've got a ministry. <laughs> well, tell them about um, it. We, um, 
And the best thing to do is if they can get to, in touch with us on the website. Okay, we and so the website The is? website's barbarafairchild.com. Right. Um, and and our phone number there is uh, 417-334-6400. Yes, yeah. And, uh, and you can leave us a message or... You know, if you want to write us, there's a P.O. Box 2287, P.O. Box 2287, Branson, Missouri, 65616. You can write to Barbara Fairchild Ministries or whatever. And uh, our service is at the Ball Knobbers Famous Theater. There you go. Okay, that's and that's at 10, uh, 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. Now, uh, we travel the month of August. So, and and we're, I don't know when you're going to have this on, but the month of August, we're not doing the services then. And then we will go, uh, we'll do services till, I think it's about the first week in December, because it's a seasonal thing mm-hmm. that we do. Yeah. And um, uh, there, you can find out more information. We have a little a ministry, a little ministry place there too, but we're not there every day. Mm-hmm. So the best thing to do is get in touch with us and find out what we got going on in that. Okay. okay. All right. So you and still... they can call us if they want us to come and minister at their church. That's, and that's what I was and, getting ready to say. You still travel and minister at churches, and all you all they got to do is call that number and book you, and you will come and minister at their church. I will. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, God bless you, Barbara. Thank Fairchild. you, man. What an awesome lady you are. Well, I tell you, and what, you're a very I don't... anointed. Well, I'm. Singer, I, I have an awesome pastor. God that lives in me. Yes, you do. <laughs> so I guess I'm awesome in that way. You are awesome. And, <laughs> okay. and we love you. And I know you're going to get lots of people contacting you, uh, giving you a call, and wanting some of your CDs. All right. All right. Thank you so much. I wish I had but Shaggy cotton skin and just one set of clothes Sitting on a shelf in a local department store With no dreams to dream and nothing to be sorry for I wish I was a teddy So don't smile and a painted twinkle in my eye And I never would have ever had to learn how to cry I wish I was a teddy
friends, I know that has brought back a lot of precious memories to your mind. And what a great song. What a great lady Barbara Fairchild is. And we have invited her to come join us at Rig Ministries for our threefold chord CD ministry conference in 2018. So you give me a call, 618-383-2107, and I'll fill you in on all the details about our threefold chord conference that we have here every year at Rig Ministries. And now I want to put on another song by Barbara Fairchild, and this is off of her CD, From My Heart. And you can order this CD from Barbara Fairchild or the CD that I played the song Teddy Bear. It's off of her Then and Now CD. You can order these CDs from Barbara Fairchild on her website, barbarafairchild.com, or you can just give her a call at 417-334-6400 or write to her at P.O. Box 2287, Branson, Missouri, 65616, or just go on down to Branson and go to the Bald Knobbers Theater on Sunday morning, and you can enjoy a great Sunday morning service with Barbara Fairchild. And now I want to put on this song that I've, I've found this song off of her From My Heart CD. It's called Opal and Euless. I know you're going to enjoy this song right here. Here's Barbara Fairchild. Surrounded by a field of corn Just to pull in the drive Doesn't dazzle your eyes The house is weathered some stones When you walk from the car And step on the porch You may wonder why you're here Knock on the door And when it opens The reason will be
right, friends, if you prayed that prayer with Barbara Fairchild, then we want to hear from you. You give us a call here at Rig Ministries, 618-383-2107. We want to send you more CDs to help you with your walk with Christ. And if you'd like to have more copies of this CD right here with Barbara Fairchild, then we'd love to send them to you. You just give us a call. We'll be glad to mail them out to you. So we hope you've enjoyed today's program. And do us a favor, log on to Barbara's website, give her a call, or write to her. She'd love to hear from you. Here's one more song by Barbara Fairchild and her husband Roy, Your Love Amazes Me. What an awesome song this is. seven wonders of the world I've seen the beauty of diamonds and pearls but that ain't nothing baby your love amazes me I've seen the sunset that would make you cry of the rainbow reaching across the sky The moon in all its phases But your love amazes me Don't you ever doubt this love of mine You're the only one for me friends, I pray that this CD has been a blessing to you. This program's been a blessing to you. And i tell you what, it was a blessing to me just to get to meet Barbara Fairchild. Just to sit down and talk with Barbara. And she just shared her heart. You could just see her heart as she spoke. And what an awesome lady. And I can't wait for her to come to Rig Ministries to our threefold cord conference in 2018 and i hope that you will contact barbara tell her how much you enjoyed listening to her on the rig ministry program and we're going to end today's program like we end most programs and that's with my testimony in song it's called at the foot of the tree and my songwriting partner tom caldwell helped me write this and now we've got a new songwriting partner his name's dennis mckay and he has brought this song up to a new level and he has helped us tremendously 
with reaching people all across the country. We've got a brand new CD out. It's called Lonesome Road Volume 1, and we made this for the truckers. And to try to reach some of those truck drivers out there on that old Lonesome Road, and any truck drivers that want to call and ask for this CD, we'll be glad to send you a copy of it. So here is my new songwriting partner, my good friend, Dennis McKay, to close our program today with my testimony in song at the foot of the tree. Without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken-hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Those 18 wheels are rolling that old lonesome road and I shared the good news wherever I go yes there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be and I tell everybody what's happened to me how I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past but I called his name This chance Could it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken-hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree